0: Welcome to the X-Block. Am I right, Marine? Sir, yes, sir! Then listen up. You're listening to the X-Block. I'm and he's Caleb. Let's get into it. You are listening to the X-Block Podcast Game Awards for 2021. I'm Jaren, and I'm here with Caleb. hey And this is the world's number
1: one Xbox podcast. Probably, but, Jaren, not probably the real Game Awards. The other Jeff Keelys, you know how they hit record numbers this year? The 80 million. 80 million? Dude, that's 80 million fucking bots, Jaren. Everyone's listening to this shit. This is the real Game Awards. Welcome, all of you fucking cool people who can get into the club. Game Awards are for pussies. This is the X-Block Game Awards, Jaren. I'm hitting it strong. Right in the beginning, I'm telling you how it is. These are the real ones.
0: Dude, we do 100 million listeners a minute, on the X-Block podcast, you guys heard of Joe Rogan? He cleans my car.
1: <laughs> oh, no. You can't say that. <laughs> this, is just, this is just straight falsehood, <laughs> He's just lying to people. Oh, dear. We have a lot of awards. I'm looking at this doc. We have- Yeah, we got 15. 15? It feels like 18, though. You know what I mean?
0: It was 13 before, a baker's dozen, but uh, then I had two more that I wanted, so I put it up to 15.
1: Okay, well- Jaren, how are we gonna start with these? Are we gonna go just down the list? Like what are we how are we gonna lead into this? Do you have anything to say beforehand besides the fact that these are the real game awards and everything else is a lie?
0: Yeah. That's I don't know. Caleb covered it really well. If we were back, you know. We took a we took a little bit of a break off for Christmas, weirdly at the time that no one takes a break for Christmas, because we took it before Christmas. And we're recording now two days before Christmas to put out. You after gotta, you gotta
1: understand though. For us, it made sense. <laughs> for us, it was like we were busy entire shit. I'm telling you, this is way more optimal. Even though it makes it makes no sense. <laughs> but I guess if you're listening to this in the future, hello, that's how that went.
0: Yeah. So this does take place after. The Christmas break, so it will seem like to you that we recorded this after Christmas, but we in fact did not. But you know, whatever. The year
1: 2021 of our Lord has come and gone, Jaron, and games came out. You know, less than half of fewer than half of them because the others all got delayed. <laughs> but that's true. But games came out this year, and some of them came out in previous years. We'll get to that. And Jaron and I played them allegedly, and so now we have what Jaron compiled as 15 awards to give out and we have separate jaren and i each have different awards to give because like i think jaren's an idiot and he thinks i'm an idiot so there's no way we're gonna come to like an agreement i mean on some of them we will but like we have our own each each of us has our own award to give for the award category is that fair
0: uh yeah it's fair i if this podcast continues in its current uh way and we have this show in the future where we actually maybe record it in a studio or something, then maybe we'll have a consensus beforehand. But until then, Caleb and I will distrust each other with an extreme passion.
1: Yeah, extreme prejudice, if you will. I agree. So <laughs> I guess with that, we should we should get into it.
0: All right, Caleb. Well, the first of the awards aptly named after you, the Caleb Award for the best old game we played this year, because all Caleb does is play old games.
1: I don't know whether I should feel like humbled you know honored or whether i should be like fuck you (laughs) but i kind of feel both simultaneously jaren and by the way the Xbox podcast is an x is a uh, is an xbox podcast but these are not all going to be xbox related although most of them will be on xbox but you'll see but anyway this one the caleb award jaren why is it why is it the best old game we played this year again why is it why do those things correlate uh, because all you do is play old games. And that's unfortunately true. I usually, I, I mean, I play a lot of games, but typically the majority of games I play in a year are games that are like two to five years old. And that's what I'm playing. And so, Jaren, for my Caleb Award <laughs> this year, uh, a game that I started came out, how long do you think it came out ago? Not, and now it's not super long, my average. How long do you think it came out? Uh, yeah, Your
0: average is usually only like a couple years. And you
1: nailed it, Jaren. A couple of years. It came out in 2019, and it's the Remedies latest title, Control, Jaren. Ooh. Yeah, I played the Control and all of its DLC this year, and I got all the achievements. And I got to tell you, Jaren, Control was the game where I was like, this is, out of all the games I played that did not come out this year, this was probably just the best one by... I don't know. I don't know how you would even categorize it. Like, maybe objectively speaking, maybe even subjectively speaking to some degree. I don't know, but Control, it had a great... I mean, I expected it to be good because everyone was praising it, but I expected it to be overrated as well. I was like, I I think this game's gonna be, like, worse than I thought. But I should have known that Remedy would prove me wrong once again. And so, you know, Remedy delivered with Control. The the atmospheric tone of that game and the kind of overarching paranormal kind of story that they have and the the whole building environment uh what is it the is it the i didn't even, I haven't played it since like March or something, but was it the the office the f b the the bureau what is it the old the old house that's what it was called see, I remember I got there I just had to talk about it, but the old house being like its own character and changing and all its connections to Alan Wake and all the other remedy shit that they've done i, I it's one of the few games where I read every document and it's just it's just an awesome game with some f- super fun gameplay that's based around physics you know and the actual which is harder uh, not a, not a lot of games are brave and bold enough to like really lean into their physics of the game and how it handles. But the telekinesis and everything around that in the game, it's just super fun to play. And uh, that is my Caleb Award. Best game I played that came out not this year. Surprisingly,
0: Control was my runner up. I was, it, it was actually in my top two. I had a hard time picking, but I did settle on the most fitting game that I think I could have picked for my Caleb Award because it was recommended by Caleb. And uh, that's Sayonara Wild Hearts.
1: Yes. Dude, if I had played it this year, I mean, obviously, that's what I would have voted for. But Jaren, Sayonara Wild Hearts, dude, hit me with it. What what about it? It's
0: just the blend of like music, gameplay, even story like the story is loose, but I enjoy like the tale that they are telling. But just that whole mix of like the music combined with the crazy phonetic gameplay that is going on and like the variety of like different gameplay that you do experience but yeah though that's it's just it's a game for me it's right up my alley it gave me inspiration on something that i've been working on that i don't want to talk about because i don't want to get it stolen but uh yeah it was it was just an all-around great experience for me and i've been like wanting to show it to people but obviously with like covid going up and everything i can't really bring over a bunch of people to like look at it but you know yeah
1: dude that's I I tried to tell Jaren for like three years or something you got to play this game and he finally fucking did. It's like two hours long. it's like or less maybe, but it's just a soundtrack that meld a pop soundtrack that melds into a game and like you said, the story's in the background a bit. It's not really about the story, but like it, it is kind of a touching tale about a girl kind of I guess I don't know finding her way in the world or like getting over or trying to like understand herself. It's kind of a little ethereal. But uh, yeah, it's it's just not a lot of games meld music and and what music is with actual gameplay and a, and a plot really well. And this game does it and it's really good. Yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, so there you go. My Caleb Award. Sayonara, Wild Hearts. Caleb's Caleb Award. <laughs> Control.
1: Yeah, so starting off strong with no games that came out this year. And yeah, that's as why as I wanted to get it out custom. early. That <laughs> is our custom, Jared. That's how we that's how we go into things like the 2021 Game Awards.
0: Yeah, and continuing with with the theme of games that didn't really come out this year, our Game Pass or Game Play Award, for if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that every month we spin a wheel and we pick a game from Game Pass that neither caleb or I have played, and then we play that game. And uh yeah, we give a review on it in the end. So this is the best of those games that we played. And uh I'll take this one first. My pick for this, I feel like is obvious based on how much we talked about it when we did play it, but I'm taking Wreckfest.
1: Yeah, that was that was going to be mine. It wasn't. I, I changed it for something else. But Wreckfest, Jaren, we reviewed We both gave it a play, right? So yeah. I don't I yeah, you could. I mean, theoretically, we would give the games that we vote on here a play instead of a pass. But uh, Wreckfest Jaren, What about it? What is right? It's just
0: it's just it's it's like, again, it's like in the gameplay, like it's just fun. It's the rare kind of racing game that encourages you to slam into people and doesn't punish you for it. It's actually like actively out there, like yo, that motherfucker hit you. You bury his ass in the <laughs> sand, or you don't win this race. And it's like, okay, I will. It's like on your <laughs> screen, kill like that, kill man. this man.
1: <laughs> yeah, like actually, <laughs> and it's a super. It's like a physics-based game too. Like it's kind of a sim, but it's not. It just kind of has that realistic look. But it's all about like you actually take da- the cars take damage in a way that's like really dynamic. So I, I'm I'm in agreement with you there. Like and Breakfast it's still a great racing really game yeah and you know you get lawnmowers too <laughs> sofas you get to drive sofas as well i never made it that far but yeah I mean, that, that <laughs> game's that game's awesome like it's just it's, it's the definition of fun there's no story there really it's just a fun game yeah you're
0: gonna you yeah. could you could have your own story like just make your own story in your head like my driver's name's rick flag Dude, and he's rick out flag? here Jesus. he's out here looking looking for people to run over with his sofa he was a man who started on a lawnmower but then he found his way into a car. And from that moment on, he's been burying bitches out back in his backyard that he's killed in races.
1: He's been the, he was the best lawnmower driver for <laughs> 35 years. And then he finally saw his first car and he was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? And he's like, and someone told him, listen, Rick Flagg, it's like a lawnmower, but it's like you got to try it. And then he tried a car and it's just it clicked all his years of lawnmowing, dude fucking he he nailed it first try and then he started he wanted to say how can i mow i used to mow grass but how do i mow people and that's how he got into wreckfest
0: i'm pretty sure we just rewrote the backstory for the commander of the suicide squad
1: is that is that true i didn't see the new one but
0: i think I'll his name is rick flag it. but i don't know
1: okay is that i was like i thought you came i was like rick flag holy shit that's a great name
0: so did i but then i thought about it more in my head and i
1: was like i think that's somebody I guess for my game pass or play award, uh, and you're gonna, Jaren, this one's gonna be interesting. I don't even know if we gave this game a pass or a play, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of funny. But Spirit Fair, Jaren, <laughs> Spirit Fair. I think we both passed because we didn't like it. Yeah, we didn't like it, but here's my thing. I thought about Spirit Fair, and it's just, it's kind of a, I don't know what you call it, it's a very artsy, polished Um, kind of a a management type of game in the in similar vein, I guess, to a Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing, more so, or or games kind of in that realm. But it's it's it has its own unique. It's just kind of like those games. It's not in like a uh, just an ancillary way, because it because it's also different in in many ways. And so it's it's just it's just a management style game that's artsy and more and, and less. It's not like a computer management game like a fucking sim or something. But anyway, um, we didn't like this game that much. It's not really up our alley. But Jaren, Spirit Fair, dude, that's—I mean, people like that game, right? Like, that's a very popular. I've heard it from elsewhere. Like, people were like, "Yo, Spirit Fair is hot," and I'm like, even though I didn't like Spirit Fair, I think I recognize that it's probably the best game we played in Game Pass this year. Like, does that make sense? Even though it's not my personal, like, I—it's mean, not my style of game. Only we can
0: tell people not to play a game and then give it an <laughs> award later <laughs> I mean- in the year.
1: You there's a couple ways you can go with the words and here's the thing you can there's a couple ways You can go and we flip maybe back and forth on these a bit You can go with the one that you personally like best just on your own opinions and your own tastes and likings Or you can go away where you're like I think just on a more objective Sense that this is the superior thing even though it's not for me like it when you and some outlets We kind of criticize for being like douchebags about that shit, but in this in this case. I'm going with like yo I respect Spirit Fair. Like me and Spirit Fair, we don't hang out, Jaren. We're not on the weekends, you know. But like, I'll be at like a pizza place, and I'll, I'll look across the street and I'll see Spirit Fair in the window talking to other people, and I'll like nod my head, you know, in improvement. Like Spirit is a good guy. So that's kind of how I feel about Spirit Fair.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh whatever, whatever. We'll give it Spirit Fair and Rec Fest. One game we said to play, one game we didn't. Both awards.
1: I passed on it in game. Yeah, in game. Fa- <laughs> in game fa- <laughs> don't play it, but it's great. <laughs> Uh. All right,
0: Caleb, what's the next award?
1: <laughs> the King of the Faff Award, which is the game with the most time spent faffing about. Basically, I'm the King of the Faff, but, <laughs> but I guess we gave that to some games too.
0: I feel like this one's set in stone, but I don't know. I'll let you go first to see if you agree.
1: I went back and forth, Jaren, and I think we have one that's set in stone on your end, but I want to hit this one because I, I got to do it because it was it was my favorite, oftentimes my favorite segment. And it came up, I think, more times than the one we think. You would think Marvel's Avengers, Jaren, but I gotta go with just Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, slashed, I guess, Warzone. Because the duty department, Jaren, people love the duty department.
0: It's true. People do like the duty department. The only reason I did take it was because throughout the year, the duty department was comprised of like three different games, three different Call of Duties.
1: Yeah, but it's it's so (laughs) iconic and. Call of Duty was always fucking up, especially toward the beginning of the year. You remember when, like, Modern Warfare was still more of a thing? And yep. they just kept fucking it with updates. You remember? And then yeah. just all the all the hackers and all the shit, all the articles. And I was like, you know what? Call of Duty does suck. Just, it's like, which Call of Duty? Doesn't matter, dude. Just Call of Duty. Call it the brand. It sucks in this point. It is the king of the faff. And, you know, not really, maybe not like the, in like, uh, I don't know what you would say. Formally? I don't think they're the formal king of the faff. But I think in the underground faff, like you know, that they run, they run like the scene that's below the scene, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, that so makes Who sense. is the king of the faff, though, Jaron? I'm sure you you put it down. Oh yeah, it's Marvel's
0: Avengers. Like yeah. Marvel's Avengers is the reason we started the faff. <laughs> it's the reason the faff existed in the first place, and they even capped off the year by still not having out Spider-Man.
1: I mean, or no, they I... just
0: got him out. They just got him out to finish the year. I think our first faff story ever was that. <laughs> they said he was coming out in a month. And
1: and here we are. at What is it? We're recording in December of 2021. Yeah, we're recording in December of 2021, and he came out like a couple weeks ago. Just from the release, the monetization practices, and all the things they did, the Spider-Man shit, just everything about that game, every week almost, especially for a while there after it came out, there was something. There was always something for the Marvel Avengers.
0: Yeah, so I feel like that's why that one's like locked in stone it's it's the king of the faff but if you were going by like overall company that's the king of the faff you definitely have to give it to activision
1: yeah activision and and the 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 duty department that they run over there
0: (laughs) next up we've got the redemption award now we talk about this a lot on the podcast and i think i know caleb's one and uh i'm gonna again let him take this one first because i think i've gone a little a little different in this one
1: You've gone a little different, but that's fine. Mine will be the correct award, which is why we give different awards. Um, So the Redemption War, yeah, the game company that is most improved. And I mean, if you listen to our podcast and you go back and listen to all the episodes of this year, you'll notice that we kind of have a theme running through the episodes in the show. And the theme is that based on the news that we cover every single week, there's like a, a pattern that emerges if you've been following the news where like companies, certain companies, have just they're just on a either a rise or a fall. And it's very noticeable when you kind of line out the news on like a linear kind of plot and see what's been happening. And in this ki- in this case, this year, and it's it's not even because of anything that they've done super well this year, it's just that they haven't really fucked up much that I've noticed as much. And the other companies have. But EA, Jaren, EA is the redemption award. Because while everyone else was out there diddling allegedly or out there, you know, telling folks to kill themselves, or saying they're going to kill them, rather, or making people kill themselves, allegedly, or any of these types of things, moving around diddlers, allegedly, you know. Uh, this, this company, EA, they just kind of have shitty, you know, sports game practices, and I don't care about the sports games. And they used to be the most ass company, you know, ever, that voted on in, like, those awards. I don't remember what they were called, but they're just, everyone got just hated them. In recent years, though, like, what do they have, you know, cooking? Uh, Dead Space Remake, Mass Effect 4, we'll see if that ever comes out, but like Dragon Age 4 with uh no live service model shit. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition they released. They got EA Play still rolling out. They have, like, what else do they have coming out? A Jedi Fallen Order 2. And just stuff that just seems to be better going on over there than, you, you know, if you look at Activision, which is kind of easy to, not really that hard to beat. But yeah, the Redemption Award, EA. You're no longer the most shit company in the gaming industry and this year proved it. Yeah, dude, it's it's a good pick. It was going to be my pick
0: and then I just sat down and I thought about it for a sec and I was like EA is still EA and they're still doing like their shitty sports games. It's just like we give a pass to them on that because we don't play the sports games and their sports fans like clearly don't seem to care that much. They just keep buying them. But my redemption award I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to be the homer, you know, I'm going to play in uh in our team's podcast, uh, demographic, I'm going to give it to Microsoft because this is the year that they actually delivered on games and people didn't know if they could or not.
1: That's, that's true. And I thought about that. Like after you said you didn't choose EA, I, I was under the impression, I was like, I'm pretty sure you chose Xbox or Microsoft. And I th- and you know, that, that's a fair pick because they, they delivered arguably some of the, the best games of the, uh, of the year this year. And whether even if they didn't deliver them, like whether they just came to Game Pass even or but then at the end of the year with with Halo Infinite and then Forza Horizon 5 mainly like the they actually people they and a Sony has a, like a quite a few games coming out next year that we even that we know of and then probably more. But it showed like, yo, Xbox is like still it's like this was like Xbox was the dominant force and conversation in the games industry this year. And they weren't before that, really. They just had a good service
0: yeah which we would have thought impossible like 4 years ago for Xbox to be the dominant force in a year like even if they had a good year Sony was still going to beat them but this year Xbox came in and not only did they uh, like clean up in terms of like nominations and actual like games that they put out and high budget games high scores they made the best game on PlayStation in Deathloop
1: yeah yeah the one that everyone loves <laughs> over there like the critics and people yeah that's that's an arcane game yeah
0: yeah so It's like just Microsoft came to play ball and they've like really redeemed themselves in terms of their the games they make, because we already knew they had the superior services. It's just whether they could bring superior games to those superior services. Yeah, and I think they should
1: only get better from here.
0: Yeah, you're right. It should. It could only go up. I guess it could go down, but it should only go up.
1: There may be like some pauses where like some studios have to delay a couple games, but it seems like Game Pass is pretty solidified. I, am, I, don't, I imagine they're, like, over 30 million subscribers now, and they just haven't announced the numbers, I would think.
0: Oh, know? yeah, for sure, especially with Halo and Forza. They're probably just waiting for, like, a big moment to drop that on us.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and based on, like, what I think it was, was it the guy, the head of Take-Two, Strauss Zeldner, whatever his name is? Yeah, Strauss Zeldner. I would I would assume that's the case. We don't have the numbers, but, yeah, I mean, I assume it's really popular. It's not, it's not profitable, but Phil said it's sustainable at this point, and, yeah, it just seems like it's going to keep getting better. Yeah. And speaking of things that
0: we were kind of, I guess, shocked about, because Redemption would imply that they were down before, uh, now we're moving on to the, hmm, not bad award. And this is for the game we played that we enjoyed more than we thought we would. Okay, Jaren, who do you want to go first, me or you? I'll take this one. Okay. I got a bit of a, I guess, controversial pick because I'm the opposite, where everybody was mad out of their mind, hyped for this game, and then disappointed, and I saw something that didn't seem quite like it was going to come through like i think we talked about it maybe being game of the year and that kind of stuff but then once previews and everything came my expectations went way down but then i still played it and that's cyberpunk 2077 and i hopped in it and i was like you know i had way more fun with that game than everybody said i was gonna like everyone was like this game's broken you can't even play it like nothing's happening i had a blast with that game and i can't wait to go back and like play the dlc and like experience the game now that it's like 100 percent fixed
1: i was gonna say now that game came out last year in december right
0: uh yeah i think it came like right out at like the last second before 2021 to be Even fair though...
1: playstation delisted it at that point <laughs> like... and it
0: also it also got uh it was in this year's game of the year oh, I nominations see. yeah
1: that's true because based on how you know the fake game awards runs it yeah that's yeah the, it's past the cutoff so yeah i see that that's a good point jaren
0: yeah, so I, even though ours are technically, like, January to January, I feel like this game, kind of the way that it, like, came out and the fact that it kind of got re-released almost recently where
1: it's actually back on platforms, I just figured it counted. He- hear me out, Jaren. Hear me out. I- I'll allow it. I'll allow it, Jaren. All right. I'll let you it happen. Go. You're welcome. No problem, dude. Here we go. <laughs> so so Cyberpunk, that's a good pick, and I feel like, yeah, it's, it's apparently everyone who plays it usually likes it, unless they're playing it on an Xbox One base. Or a PlayStation. Yeah, and everyone else seems to be like, yeah, I liked it, <laughs> uh, at least. For my, the hmm, not bad award, uh, I'm going to give it to, I think I'm going to give it to House of Ashes, Jaren. Oh. And I expected this game to be pretty good. Like, I mean, I expected to like it because Jaren and I play the Dark Pictures Anthology, Bandai Namco, uh, Supermassive. Is it Supermassive, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, the Supermassive games, the, the Anthology series. We play those co-op, we like them, they're good times. But they're just like pretty, you know, they're, they're good. they're good games. But then you play House of Ashes, and I, and without spoiling the game's plot, you're like, okay, this is about, like, this is a, just a pretty good, you know, super massive Dark Pictures game. And then you get to the third act, and it becomes an awesome game. And you're like, dude, this game was fucking rad. And it's not like the most, I don't know, technically sophisticated game. You know, it can be improved there. But just in terms of what it's going for with its plot, you know, and, and still the choices you can make and all the iterations, which I know about because I got all the achievements, and I think Jaren got most of them too. And so I know every fucking permeation that you can have and all these things. And mainly, more so the plot, dude. House of Ashes, that game, exceeded my expectations. I was like, I thought it'd be, like, you know, good. And then I, the end of it, Jared and I were, I, I remember us beating the end, like, getting at the end of it and the shit that was happening. And we were, like, so excited and pumped about the shit that was happening. We're like, this is fucking crazy, dude. This shit's awesome. And so, uh, yeah, I, I gotta give it to House of Ashes. That's, that's mine yeah that's that's a
0: great pick because it it was like we expected to enjoy it but i wouldn't say that like little hope was that fantastic like man of medan was in my i enjoyed man of medan better i liked elements of little hope so i was expecting kind of a return to almost man of medan yeah Yeah. and instead we got like a return to man of medan in like the first half and then just they nailed the third act like you said which is usually the hardest act to nail (laughs)
1: Yeah, especially in like horror games or horror yeah. movies. And then, yeah, the third act was fucking crazy. It was awesome. It was great. It really, I was like kind of on the fence about it. I think I told you, but I had such a roller coaster ride with that game and like being like, oh, yeah, it's about where I expected. I was hoping to be better. And then at the end, I was like, this was the best. This is was, was great. <laughs> so, yeah, the not yeah, there bad you award. Go. House of Ashes Cyberpunk 2077.
0: And on the flip side of that, the game that let us down, the letdown award, the game
1: we thought. Would have been better. I'm going to let Caleb take this one first. Okay, dude. So for this one, and some of you may be a bit surprised here, based on how people talked about it and how it was kind of reviewed at the time, especially when it came out before it was even supposedly better than it it was, you know, when people were talking about it and playing it, I got to give the Letdown Award to Outriders, which is, is interesting because, you know, the game is, the gameplay on its own is pretty solid. And I'll get to something in a different award later on. But in this particular war, just playing Outriders from beginning to end co-op and just, you know, I got all, I ended up getting every achievement in Outriders. That game is a uh, I was let down by just what I expect. I expected it to be a better game, at least in the narrative department. Like, I know people said it was like a narrative, like a B-tier narrative or like whatever. They're like, it's like a typical action movie kind of narrative, like a typical kind of video game narrative thing. And I'm like, no, no, it was worse than that, narratively speaking. And the voice acting and some of the textures, even though it was like, I don't know if it's a double A AA or triple A game, really, but it's a Square Enix, you know, kind of, I mean, they marketed it pretty heavily. And I, I don't know. I can't really describe it in words as much as when I heard people talk about Outriders and how much fun and how great it was. Playing through the game, I didn't feel that. And I, and I, I like expressed that at the end, too. And I, I think I was kind of let down by Outriders.
0: I'm... 100% agreement with Caleb. My pick was also Outriders. It was <laughs> Outriders because I couldn't pick something from 2020, which I ended up playing in 2021, which was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But fair. Uh I, uh, I concur that the 2021 Letdown Award should go to Outriders.
1: Yeah, especially how people talked about it. And Jared and I played it co-op, which, by the way, guys, that, that makes games better, not worse, almost always. <laughs> like, if I would have played that game solo, like, by myself... Run it from beginning to end. You know how fucking I oh would, yeah. I, you know how terrible of a time I would have had it without our been so bored without our shenanigans and talking and shit. Like I would have been so fucking bored out of my mind. Yeah, yeah dude. I would have a hundred
0: percent been bored out of my mind.
1: The next year, the award, jaren though, that I want to talk about because it's 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 in a similar vein, but it's like in terms of the award, the I'm glad you didn't move on award, best individual piece of DLC. Now you're you get ready for a roller coaster ride. Fucking <laughs> outriders, <laughs> new horizon update. Now, the end of outriders, Jaren, has an expeditions. Part. I don't know, I'm like the most hypocritical of warsters. No, no, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's my pick too. Dude, we so we came to the same conclusion. <laughs> there you go. If you've played outriders though, when you get to the end of the game, you have this expeditions game mode. Now I'm going to get I'm going to get a little deeper into it. You have this expeditions game mode. And what you do is you have these kind of higher tier, like you have these certain, basically you're done with the story. You go to this map and you have these areas you can go to that are just, that are levels. They're literally just kind of levels. And you, and they're structured and they have bosses, like mini bosses throughout and a big boss fight at the end. And it's like Borderlands kind of where you, you beat the bosses and the shit at the end and you take a bunch of loot that you get. That's like, and the loot is based on burst. First of all, it's a bit random, but then also as you, beat certain levels on certain tiers you unlock higher tiers that you can play so you start at tier one and then if you beat one on tier one you can you can play tier two so on all the way up to tier 15 and so we played a little bit of this for some of the achievements at the end of outriders but not much when the base game came out this year though toward the end october maybe or maybe september i don't know the outriders released the new horizon update for free and what this did was add four expeditions i think maybe a higher level cap fixed a bunch of shit Made the game, I think, run smoother. At least it felt that way. I don't know if that's true. And uh, just kind of general, like a kind of a 2.0 of the game. And boy, let me tell you, Jared and I went back to get the achievements for Outriders New Horizon. And dude, the achievements were that, that, it saved the game. Cause I was like disappointed with that game. And then Jared and I played the, the expeditions update. And it was, it, it, it solved the problems of the game. Because the story got in the way and the dialogue and different things got in the way. And it was just level based combat based stuff that like let it shine and it was more challenging than the base game because i guess playing on different tiers i don't know it was just more balanced here and i were playing it on a little bit easier difficulty when we played through the main game but we weren't on like the easiest we we're like on hard i think literally like hard difficulty and with the expeditions mode we were on uh i don't know just whatever tier we could play at so it was more difficult more challenging and it saved the game it just made it more fun and by the end of it i was like man it sucks we got to stop playing outright yeah and the just one
0: thing to add on that was why the expedition mode is being lumped in with the the dlc because it was it was in there at launch it's mostly because the dlc gave you a reason to actually play the expedition mode
1: yeah exactly the the main game achievements did not you did not have to rank up in the tiers in the expeditions well you ba- you barely had to do anything for the expeditions with the horizon updates spe- or the new horizon update specific achievements you had to do four of like the four new ones which were bo- all good, by the way, first of all, and all the everything else it added with the update, great. But this one made you have to get to at least Tier 12 in the Expeditions. So, I mean, it's and it's basically just post-game content. So, yeah. I mean, it was it was just super fun. It was great. Yeah, I
0: like the word agreement on the game that let us down the most and the game that had the best piece of DLC. It turns
1: out, yeah. It turns out, dude, if you beat Outriders, it gets good <laughs> <at the end laughs> after that.
0: Next up, the award for I'm Glad You Still Haven't Moved On. Not to be confused with the I'm Glad You Didn't Move On. This is the best continually supported game,
1: and there's a, I know there's a right pick. answer. There's a right answer, and there's a wrong answer, Jaren. I know Caleb's pick, so I'm going to let Caleb take it away. Yeah, sea of Thieves, definitively. Everyone was wrong. The Fake Game Awards, as we refer to them here in my house, uh, Jeff Keighley's Fake Game Awards, they gave uh, Best Ongoing Game So what did they give it to, Jaren? Was it fucking Apex or some shit? No, Final Fantasy. Of course they did. Fucking nerds. Yeah, dude. It's not Final Fantasy. You know why it's Final Fantasy? Because a bunch of fucking weeb dork losers with no friends play games, Jaren. Am I right? High five. Fucking (laughs) got them. But the real best ongoing game award over here is Sea of Thieves. They started their seasonal updates this year on January 28th of 2021, Jaren. That's when season one began. And they're now, they just released season five in December. And they started a Plunder Pass system, which is like a free, like a Battle Pass system that you can unlock fairly quickly through. And it's all free cosmetics that are in-game, or like that, that don't affect gameplay. They're all really cool and really thoughtful. And everything that you get from the Plunder Pass, which you can purchase to get like the extra cosmetic shit, I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like I'm 99% sure, that stuff just means you can get it early. But if you don't want to get it, it, but I think with the next season or later on, that stuff goes into where everyone can unlock it. You just have early access to it. And it's just, and it's a great system. And Sea of Thieves has gotten so much better that I can't even describe to you, because unless you've played the game and you understand the improvements that they've made over the course of five seasons and how much better it's gotten, and what was already a great, unique game that has no other thing like it with so much emergent, gameplay that is just you can't that doesn't happen anywhere else like Sea of Thieves it's and I've played it a bunch this year I I just gotta say it's it's the best it it is deserving of the I'm glad you still haven't moved on award more so than any other game and I don't I don't necessarily think it's close based on how much Sea of Thieves improved
0: 100% Sea of Thieves is the correct pick Mm -hmm. I am gonna give it to Call of Duty Warzone Oh no no wait 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 wait! Sorry, I had to take out the Activision guy who had a gun to my head. That's dealt with. <laughs> okay, he's I'm gonna gone. give it to Sea of Thieves. Okay, <laughs> I'm
1: not to say <laughs> Jaron doesn't even play Sea of Thieves that much. He just knows it's the right answer. So Sea of Thieves, dude, that's uh, that's the uh, the fact that it wasn't even nominated at the Fake Game Awards is like a, it's a travesty to games where I, I can't oh, yeah, dude, believe terrible. it. Because it, they announced this October that the game has surpassed 25 million players. And they had the, remember the Pirate's Life expansion or uh, season three? Pirate's Life expansion that came out this year and all that, which I played. Like, dude, let me, like, I'm just saying, man, the fact that it wasn't even nominated is like, is again, it's a travesty. It's a tra, it's like, it's unbelievable. It's like, it's like if The Last of Us came out and that year and you looked at like best narrative games and it wasn't nominated, you were like, what the fuck? You know, like it's that, but for best ongoing game. Does that make sense?
0: oh yeah 100 percent. there's yeah, no way stupid. that it shouldn't have been nominated
1: yeah it's it's a travesty but yeah and this and the real awards though dude it won as it should have so that's cool yeah
0: also just shout out to microsoft uh, flight sim for a- adding an actual like fun game mode to it as well and now for the award to tie off our uh our awards of dlc and people still making dlc for games the it's over please move on award and this is for the <laughs> game that needs to stop making
1: content caleb jaren yell it from the rooftops let's, let's let's just say it jaren uh
0: this one goes emphatically to minecraft dungeons minecraft
1: dungeons unanimously jaren and i didn't talk about this by the way i just want to let you guys know we did not i just want to say we did not like talk about these awards beforehand jaren sent me a doc three hours ago that's all we discussed okay this is just unanimous pick go ahead it that just they made the original DLC season's pass.
0: And here's a tip for developers. If you release a season's pass and then you think to yourself, "Yo, maybe we should make a season's pass 2?" No. At, an, at any point, it's never it's never the right move. The best piece of DLC among a bunch of DLC has never come from season 2. It has always come from season 1. There are games that continue to support like Fortnite and that kind of stuff where I mis- I assume seasons actually make sense. But if you're selling paid expansion season passes you do not need to move on from season pass one and minecraft dungeons has not only moved on it's added towers like ancient missions i assume all this stuff is great for the person who only wants to play this game for the rest of their life but for the rest of us we just want a second one like just make another one with a better narrative like a a narrative that that is like great and then use the stuff you've learned through making these DLCs and apply it to the new game. We don't need constant updates. This doesn't have to be the second version of Minecraft.
1: Yeah, better better level design, better mechanics that you can add in. And it's not only if you just go for the achievements that they fucking perpetually add to ruin my life in, the, in that game. It's not only that. It, even if you just want to play more. Like, they're adding so much content that even if you're not a guy who's like, I'm super into Minecraft Dungeons and I play it every day, blah, blah, blah. It's like, even if you just want to like be like, I want to experience the new content. Like, even then, it's too much, you know? Yeah, like, no, there's just you, too much, and a lot of the elements
0: they add are interesting for the first mission, and then become, like, really annoying.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, with the, I don't know, <laughs> so initially the bubbles and the underwater missions, but just generally speaking, Minecraft Dungeons, dude, like, I don't know if it's Microsoft telling you from the top end, or what, or if it's your own ideas of just longevity and support, but, like, fuck you for the new <laughs> content, dude season jared and i were so hype and up like just positive about you and your game with season one like you know the the three expansions you know whatever they were i can't remember the names exactly but just the season one like twenty dollars you know this this few expansions coming out and then boom and we're like all right cool that was a good time and then you didn't stop and not only did you not stop it was it was almost offensive how much you didn't stop and it's it's the worst it is it's definitely the worst and make please another move on. game dude make a (laughs) minecraft dungeons 2 or a different game yeah just something something else anything else just move on next up
0: we've got an award that actually reaches to other platforms and this is the why can't i have that award and this is essentially just for games that we want on xbox
1: i i don't know see here's the thing i got my idea for this answer from when you talked about something to me that made me think about it and convinced me that you were correct and that this is something I would desperately want. But I don't know, did you put the same thing, you think? Or do you think <laughs> I you might put something?
0: Have. I might have. I'll let you go first because I want to okay. see
1: Okay, because this is something we're like not talking about. We didn't talk about these awards beforehand, but just months ago, Jaren just kind of convinced me of this and I was like, yeah, that's kind of right. The Why I Can't Have That Award, which is a game we want on Xbox, Mario Party Superstars. Amen, it's the correct pick.
0: I 100% (laughs) concur. I just want to play Mario Party with people on my Xbox, and I don't want to spend
1: $300 on a Switch just to play Mario Party. It came out this year. It's a game from this year, the new Mario Party game. And Mario Party's super fun. There's not really any clones of it that I know of or anything else like it, which is something Jaren's pointed out to me. I'm like, yeah, there aren't really any Mario Party clones. That's true. And Nintendo sucks ass. But they do make a few good games like they I got to You got to give the devil his fucking Satan his due. All right. Nintendo makes some good games. And one of those is Mario Party. Mario Kart. Another one of those games. But Mario Party do great game. And I would just like to play it on Xbox. And you see the Nintendo people being like, we got a new Mario Party game. And you're like, oh, man, fucking wish I could fucking play that, man. And then these other people are on PlayStation. They're like. Dude, we got Horizon Forbidden. i am like, shut the fuck up. I don't give a sh- <laughs> shut up. And then you see, and you see Mario Party. You're like that's that kind of lo- that looks pretty fun. Gotta be honest with you. It does, cause it's just it's fun with your friends.
0: Like I don't need another single player game to play. Like sure, I'd be interested. Maybe if they brought Horizon to PC, I might play it. But yeah, I just I just want to be able to play Mario Party Superstars. And there's like nothing else like that out there. And if it came to Xbox, I'd buy it even at its crazy inflated price tag. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'd, I'd buy, I'd pay sixty dollars for it. <laughs> and spoiler: next year's why can't I have that award if it happens is uh, Mario plus Rabbids the new one because that's I know it will be.
1: That probably won't be for me because I don't like those <laughs> games as I'm not as interested in that, those title games as much. But I respect the answer. <laughs> next up, we kind of got like a bit of
0: a different award, and this is just an award I wanted to have something where Caleb or I could just give a shout out to whatever we wanted. And uh, something like a voice actor or a company that did something well, or even a game that we feel like is underrated and needs more appreciation. So this is the Dealer's Choice Award, which is just an award where your choice can be anyone
1: or anything in relation to the game's industry. So take it away, Caleb. Okay, my award uh, for what is it? Dealer's Choice Award. Uh, me. I'm. Uh, that is for me, Jaren. I I won the Dealer's Choice Award for for going. <laughs> What are you laughing for? <laughs> <laughs> for? For going, we're not biased here, Jaren. You know, in the beginning of this year, I went out and I got a bunch of achievements and some old games. You know, like some older 360 games that I, you know, that I needed to. You know, like I completed, for instance, Jaren, Call of Duty Three. You know how hard that is to get all the to rank up in multiplayer, Jaren? or Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas Two, huh? Or I'm like, changing
0: my answer for the next award to be you.
1: Okay, conflict denied ops, Jaren. <laughs> Sniper Ghost Warrior one and two. You know, more achievements in red faction gorilla on the threes. Jaren, you gotta understand. I, re- I really nailed it this year going back and like improving my completion percentage, particularly like in the first three months or four months of the year. I mean I just I nailed it. Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Ten every everyone's favorite game. So I gotta, you know, shout out to me for the dealer's <laughs> Choice Award.
0: I okay. nailed it. All right, I'm going to give it to somebody who's actually in the industry, kind of, and uh, I'm going to give it to Keanu Reeves in relation to Cyberpunk 2077 and the fact that usually when a famous actor shows up, their performance isn't that great, and uh, I just wanted to give him this award for his performance and for his effort on Cyberpunk 2077, just because I feel like he was snubbed at the Game Awards for not at least being nominated as one of the voice actors. The
1: fake Game Awards, call them what they are.
0: That's true. The fake game He's, awards.
1: These are the real ones over here. Yeah, he was snubbed for sure over there. You know, I don't know why people cling to that that game awards, but you know, it should be at the real thing. But yeah, I mean, Keanu Reeves. That's that's a fair pick. I mean, anything this man wins and everything in his life, he just deserves. Just a treasure of a human.
0: Yeah, and the next award, Caleb, complete one eighty. Oh, this come is on. the this is the Bobby Kodick Award, and this is, uh, this the is for the worst person be? or company in the games industry. James and I jokingly the- said I was going to oh. give it to Caleb, but I can't. He's not okay. that bad.
1: It's the Bobby Kotick Award. For those of you who don't know, listen to our podcast. For those of you who still, who still don't know, dude, head of Activision, right? President? Or is he CEO? Whatever. Whatever um, he is, CEO. It really doesn't matter, honestly. But it's spelled, by the way, Dick is how we have spelled this in the doc. So the Bobby Kodick Award um, goes to none other, the one, the only, the esteemable, sort of not, uh, Bobby Kodick himself. <laughs> her, himself. That person is the greatest, worst person or company in the games industry. Ironically, the worst person in charge of the worst company in the industry is Bobby Kodick. Um, So, yeah, that's... I don't even think he needs more of a shine than that. No. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, unlike
0: the fake game awards, we'll take a real stance here and uh, say that harassment shouldn't be in the games industry. And it shouldn't be coming from Bobby Kodick. Activision, PlayStation's pedophilic diddlers, uh, Ubisoft's piece of shit uh, diddlers as well. Allegedly. You know, fuck all those people, and especially fuck Bobby Kotick. And uh, if you leave me a voicemail saying you're going to kill me, uh, I'd like you to try, you fat bastard.
1: Dude, uh, Jaren, that's a bold political statement you just made about a man who allegedly called, uh, kind of factually, but allegedly called somebody and told them to, that he was going to kill them that was a, that's a really bold statement jaron how dare you
0: so there you go that's our, our award we named it after him and we gave it to him because he deserves it <laughs> okay jeff you're a nice guy but if you need tips on how to take a stance in the games industry do email me yeah there you go that's how you do it all right now our final three awards the big ones the king of game pass award caleb and this is for the best game pass game in general across all of game pass okay what is it caleb
1: I mean, objectively speaking, the King of Game Pass Award, best game in Game Pass. Uh, it takes two is non Game Pass, right? Uh, no, it's an EA Play, which is technically part of Game Pass. Yeah, it doesn't really count. It is. It's Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, it's like kind of weird. But I'm just, I gotta give it to where it was snub, man. Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 5, King of Game Pass Award. Um, my personal favorite, like the one that if you're like Caleb G and his sentiments and what he wants and what he likes, Halo, you know, Halo Infinite. But for just, you know, just general kind of overall, kind of being objective, trying to be impartial, trying to look at it as it is. Forza Horizon 5 is just the king of Game Pass. And that's that's if you count games that came into Game Pass this year. If you don't count games that game came into Game Pass this year, uh, as always, Halo the Master Chief Collection, dude. Go check it out. It came out in twenty fourteen. Much better than it was then, almost infinitely better. Ha <laughs> Halo, did you get it? Great game. Go check it out, man. Halo Master Chief collection just good shout out anyway even if it's not even if this is totally irrelevant. Halo Master Chief collection. That's all I got to say. Forza Horizon 5.
0: So there you go. The 2021 pick for King of Game Pass award, Forza Horizon 5 from our boy Caleb because it would be impartial for him to pick Halo Infinite. However, I do not have the same nostalgia and following completion of both games I'm going to give the King of Game Pass award to Halo Infinite. Thank God. I wanted someone to. Hell yeah, dude. And I can do it because I'm not the biggest Halo fan, as Caleb knows. He's Uh, not. I don't even like the ones that people say I should like. So I honestly think it's Halo Infinite because I really liked the story. I thought the story was fantastic. Horizon 5 definitely makes improvements over previous Horizon games, which a game that's already a 9.5 making... Improvements is still makes it better, and I'd say it's even fair to rate Forza Horizon 5 higher than Halo Infinite. But I think Halo Infinite is just a more enjoyable, more fun game to play than Forza Horizon 5 if you're actually going to go back and play e- either one after you've finished one.
1: I think that's true. If you're looking for like the one like the best game, quote unquote, on an objective level, like you might want to go for Forza Horizon 5. But if you're just like a kind of person who's like, I'm not necessarily going for that, but like even maybe maybe even this does make it the best game. But like from a subjective sense, like what is the most fun game to play? Well, I'm like, well, you got to go with Halo Infinite. That's yeah. the fun one. But I mean, so it's, this is the war's a little shaky, depending on how you interpret these words and things and whatever. But, you know, I mean, good, good rounding out from the Block podcast, dude. Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite. Like that's that's a good list. And it's impossible to disagree that the actual king of
0: Game Pass is Master Chief so there you go yeah i mean there that's, he's in that charge is, yeah you do <laughs> guy stand down the next award this one's projecting to the future and that's the i can't wait award and this is for the most anticipated game and i feel like my stance has been well uh trodden over on the podcast and like everybody knows what it's gonna be and uh that's gonna be a starfield okay i thought it'd be man eater too <laughs> I don't think Manny or two is ever coming, so I can't really say it's my most anticipated game. But I'm gonna give it to Starfield because everything that Todd Howard does, I like. Uh, he he's even the reason I'm excited for the Indiana Jones game because he came up with the idea. But Starfield's got to be my most anticipated game. Every time they put out screenshots, I'm like, that looks dope. I love s- space content like movies, books, anything that happens in space. And this seems like a more grounded kind of approach to space rather than like the Mass Effects and the Star Wars. And all that kind of stuff. So I'm really on board to just see what this game is. And that's why it's my most anticipated game.
1: That, that's, that's totally fair. Starfield is probably the correct answer if you're a human being. For your boy Caleb G, not a human being, I guess. Um, I don't exactly know what's coming out next year. Uh, I, some things may get delayed. I, it doesn't matter. Jaren, this is, I mean, you, this is kind of a fake award for me. Because, because, Jaren, the I Can't Wait Award for most anticipated game For me, a genuine, honest-to-God answer goes to the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt next-gen update, Jaren. Boy, am I hype, man. Let me tell you, Jaren, the Witcher 3, great game. And apparently, it was supposed to come out this December, the next-gen updates, but that got pushed to Q2, which means probably Q3 of 2022. And when it comes out with its better textures and fucking 4K ray tracing, whatever the hell they got going on in there, Jaren, I don't know what frame rate, Boy, I, J- I'm gonna be back in that game. I'm gonna play it on Death March. I'm gonna get all the achievements. I'm going to fucking learn some Gwent, and uh, that's it's not really a game because that game's already out. But like, eat a dick. So that's my that's my I can't wait award, Jar. And The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt and Next Gen upgrades. How do you, how does that make you feel, man? <laughs>
0: Dude, I don't know. It's 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 like not even a game. It's an update. So you you did you like shirked your your choice anyway. But you know I what? Whatever. I, I swear I got the to p- God, correct
1: pick. I'm good. That is my legitimate answer. <laughs> that is my straight. I, if I'm looking at what am I most excited to play in the year 2022? That's not available yet. And I'm like, well, it's The Witcher Three, but with the next gen upgrades. That's what it is. I'm sorry. All right whatever whatever you're doing
0: there the last Jared, award
1: x block podcast
0: <laughs> the biggest award the only award that i assume caleb and i are in agreement on that um they nailed at the actual fake game awards uh, that's the that's uh the king of the year award for game of the year and king of the
1: year is such a better
0: title yeah it is isn't it i i stuck with the king of everything for the as soon as we had the king of the FAF, i was like the king of game pass dude king of the year Dude, when it's a girl game, it's Queen of the Year. Yeah, whatever. Whoever whatever the game wants to be. If it wants to be King of the Year, if it wants to be Queen of the Year, technically this one, it takes two. It's the King and Queen of the Year award. And this goes to It Takes Two.
1: Yeah, exactly exactly. And Jaren, Jared, that's the right answer. So the fake game awards even nailed it, so you know it can't be wrong. Because even they got it right. And we're getting it's the same thing we said. And it's just it's the king of the year, man. It takes two. I had to, I've write, written two separate excerpts, published excerpts coming out about why this was my game of the year. And, uh, th- I mean, it is, it's just, it's the greatest, I mean, it, on a base fundamental, most objective level that you can kind of analyze games besides like emergent gameplay and what you have the most fun with and this and that. But in terms of design, execution, intent, tone, all these other things, atmosphere, mu- even the, how it looks now compared to every other game that's came out before So like how it how it looks and sits and feels and plays in its time. It takes two is just like the best co-op game ever made. It's story even, like narrative. The merging of narrative with level design, gameplay mechanics, all these and how all these things interact and I just can't even describe. It's just a great game. it's awesome. It's the best game of the year. Yeah, dude,
0: all I can say about it is Hayes Light and Director Joseph Ferris have developed a co-op gaming masterpiece in It Takes Two. In this action-adventure platformer, a duo of players step into the lives of Cody and May, an estranged married couple in the throes of separation, who are accidentally turned into toys by their despondent daughter. The heavy themes of divorce and its effects on children permeate an otherwise whimsical, charming, humorous, and deeply engaging cooperative journey through an array of unique levels, each of which is designed around a new gameplay mechanic. This seamless melding makes It Takes Two the greatest co-op game ever produced.
1: And I stand by that statement that I just made right now. That's true. I mean, I agree, I agree with everything you just said. That was your own ideas. <laughs> I got to admit, those things that you said from your bottom of your heart brain, dude, I got it, that was it. And if it, I mean, it's weird that you said that in exactly 100 words. I know. <laughs> that's, that's so crazy. I was spot on. I nailed yeah. it. You, you should say I could be a writer. Yeah, I mean, you know, some could say that. Some would say that.
0: Yeah. that was You nailed it, Jaren. That was it. King of the year. That's all. That's all for the Block Podcast Game Awards for 2021. But some news we wanted to cover before we leave you here. And uh, we're not going to tell you necessarily to go to Twitter or any of that kind of stuff. You can if you want, at Block Podcast. Uh, you'll find out when we're possibly coming back. Because that's our news for now. Is that we actually don't know when we're coming back after this episode. because. Caleb's moving far away and has to set up all his new stuff when he gets there and that's going to take him at least a month and a bit and then right after he finishes moving I'm moving and I'm going to have to set up all my stuff thankfully I'm not moving as far as Caleb but we'll see and we're both like trying to set up new jobs and all that kind of stuff so we're going to go on a bit of a hiatus here I'm not saying we're never coming back we might come back as this podcast we also have another podcast that we want to try that leans more towards a bit of the shenanigans we get into before and after this show happens.
1: We have a we have a lot of ideas. Yeah, it's the end of an era, Jaren. We did this, yeah. we started this this year, 20 the year of our lord 2021, and we did it all the way through December, pretty much weekly, minus like a week, I think, maybe a week or two. Yeah. And uh that's and we yeah, we and that's that's pretty good. I feel like it's a good quality podcast. I feel like I can stand behind this podcast honestly. And um we're not like leaving forever per se. We might but yeah, like I like Jaren said, I'm moving soon. I'm looking at apartments and things. I got to lift. I got to move on my shit. I got to get a new Internet plan. I got to set up. I got a new mic and a new a mic arm and so probably maybe a new desk. Other things I got to set up. Jaren, and then after I get set up and probably before I'm even done, Jaren's moving and he's got to set up shit. And it's just like there's no way we're going to be able to consistently keep a co- podcast schedule for a listenership for the next like two or three months at least. And so it's on hiatus and we have had ideas of things we, like Jaren said, we want to try out and like maybe like another instant. We might do this, might continue to do this, might do this and something else, might do something else. But we do have a pretty good idea for uh, like a just kind of a a general podcast that we think is very funny and a good idea that Jaren came up with. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see where that goes. So you could stay tuned if you want. But that's I mean, this is our game of the year. I feel like we really rounded out the year with a solid, solid news show about the Xbox and the Xbox ecosystem. Like we nailed, it. yeah.
0: And uh, I-, I liked all of our awards. I actually, I'm gonna keep this template. <laughs> this even if we change podcasts, this uh, this will still be our award template. Then maybe we'll just apply to all mediums instead of Xbox.
1: And Jaron, it r- <laughs> it really did take two.
0: It did the the whole sh- the whole uh, show took two. Started back in February and is ending basically right before
1: January, so almost the full year round. Yes, yeah, so we hope you appreciated it, had fun listening. It took us. I mean, it's not like the most work, but Jaron edited every episode. And we, you know, we had to fix all our shit, set up my girlfriend to set up images and other things we had to organize and channels and post things and all kinds of shit. Like it was, a lot, it's a lot of work for, you know, not really any pay. So I hope you guys really enjoyed the show. It was a good one. It was an also it was just great for us. Good time. Uh, yeah. And if you stay tuned to our uh, Twitter, like I said, at X
0: podcast, uh, there actually might be some surprises that uh, relate to this this show and uh, different things around it that uh, will be coming up maybe in the next month uh, that Caleb doesn't know anything about. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Oh, damn.
1: Wish us luck on our move. And, uh, you know, X-Block out, I guess.